This is the Fearless Agent Podcast, where you learn how to make way more money fast selling real estate with your host, the fearless agent himself, Bob Leffler. And good day to you. This is Bob right here at the Fearless Agent Podcast for real estate sales professionals just like you, where we explain why everything you've been taught by the entire real estate industry is wrong and you will make lots more money in way less time by doing the exact opposite. As always, I'm joined by my lovely sidekick, Ramon B. How are you? I am basking in the glory of what we like to call the Fearless Agent Studios. How about this weather outside? Very nice. Very nice. It's, you know, anything, it's normally about 140. Yeah. Anything under 100, In the good. shade. So, uh, yeah, your body temperature is 100, practically. That's true. Mm-hmm. So, You're hot, baby. You're just hot. Yeah. So we like to start – what do we like to start with? The headlines of the day, news that you can use. We like to call it infotainment. Indicated by the sound effect. Drum roll. I don't know if you saw this or not. A Denver City Park was closed because of too much human waste and used needles. (laughs) Is that right? Doesn't it make you wonder what is the correct amount of human waste and used needles? (laughs) That's what I thought of. If we're going to go down that road. I mean, really. If we're going to go down that road, I heard a comedian one time say he – Went to the store, bought a bunch of groceries, and at the end he said, is this enough toilet paper for all that food I just bought? (laughs) That's right. I think I made him – during the toilet paper shortage, you had to buy less food. None. All right. That's enough of the bathroom humor that we we like to specialize in here, sadly. Hopefully people are still listening to the podcast. Now, have you ever – do you speak any other languages? I do not. Really? Never no. tried? Never I, took Spanish? No. Now, this used to be Mexico, where we're sitting. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So Spanish is a good thing. To, it would be a good thing, yes. I only know one thing in Spanish. I think it's cuidado, el plato está muy caliente. Be careful, careful, the plate is it's hot. very hot. Yes, right. yes, yes. You could get by with that. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> now, I have learned to say – the reason I bring this up, by the way, is real estate – Fearless agent style, it's a little like learning a new language. Okay. So uh, I have learned to say in French, je ne parle pas français. You know what that means? That I do not. It means I do not speak French. I like that. <laughs> and, and my partner, Doreen, you, you've met the Doreen. I have. She's lovely and funny as heck. She says, all you have to do is say it quickly and loudly, and it sounds even je ne parle pas français. Yeah, see, that makes it sound like I know what I'm talking about. And I said it to my French friend and she admitted that that is true. I also have a coaching student who taught me to say it in Arabic. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to learn – and I forgot it, but I can't do it in Arabic. But but I, I thought it would be nice if I could learn I do not speak this language in every, in every one language. of those languages. Yeah. Do you know it in Spanish? Uh, no, I'm going to have to work on that. I believe the standard no is no speak it in English uh, no or no speak it in Spanish. No hable español. No, uh, uh, yeah, that, I think that's probably correct. I, I like yours, though. We're faking it. No speako español. El no speako. <laughs> that's how we talk, yeah. Okay, so it is like learning a new language. By the way, I'm learning to speak Spanish right now. Sadly, I'm doing it by calling my bank and pressing the number two. So it's taking quite a while. Wow. Yeah. 
So uh, let's pretend for uh, you tuning in that uh, I'm a realtor in your office and I happen to be leaving town and I have uh, two files and I'm going to choose two agents to take care of those files for me. So one of them is 10 sellers that will list and they will close. And what you would have to do is go on the listing pre- – you'd have to book the listing presentation, but they'll all book with you. They will meet with you. You would give a listing presentation. They will all list and they will all close. Or you could have my other file. It's 10 buyers that I'm working with. All of them will buy and all of them will close. And the prices are the same. So um, – you get to pick which files and – and of course, you know, I'm going to pay you a referral. You're going to pay me a referral fee, I guess, because I gave you the business. Now, which would you prefer? So uh, most people – and I'm not going to answer for you. If you're tuning in and you say, oh, I want to, I want to take the buyer one or you're tuning in and you want to say, hey, I want to take the seller one, whatever you would prefer is your business. But most – agents tell me they would take the seller file so because it's so much easier. Less work, same amount of pay. So oddly, most agents uh, do more buyers than sellers. So there's a small group of agents out there that are getting the listings and the vast majority of agents are out there scrambling with their buyers to buy that, you know, the same number of listings actually as there are buyers, but those listings were taken by this small percentage of agents. So why is that? Well, the whole industry is very buyer focused. You know, I used to do uh, recruiting for uh, a real estate company, and I teach recruiting to real estate company owners, and I always tell them the story. You know, I, I would we would run these ads in the newspaper. So I worked for a guy and. The, the owner, broker of that company, he would not allow me to recruit producing existing agents. He would only allow me to recruit brand new agents uh, that didn't even have a license yet. So uh, – and that was just his little quirk and the idea was they're not going to come with baggage and we'll train them right. So we had this very effective training program which I headed up and we would take a brand new agent that just got their license yesterday and one year later all of them would be you know high producing agents by anybody's standards because the training was good and we were selective about who we hired so the uh in the little weed out interview that i would do uh you know and we would run these blind ads in the paper and it would say uh sales position available earn between x and x and these people would have no idea it was about real estate so they would show up and park in front of the century 21 only then realizing that it had anything to do with real estate then i would meet with them and I'd go through a series of questions with them, which is what I teach to people who do recruiting. And uh, one of the questions was, you know, how do you think real estate agents get their business? And almost everybody would say, well, I don't know. I guess you give us leads and then we take buyers and drive them around and show them houses. Is that, is that how that works? So that's the default setting, you know, and I would say no. Actually, it's, uh, it's much more like telemarketing. 
you know, you would you would come in uh, to this office every day at 9 a.m. You'd sit in one of those cubicles over there. Uh, we would uh, – you'd cold call and we'd give you a list of the owners in the neighborhood. You'd cold call up and down the street and uh, ask people if they want to sell their house. And some of those people would actually say yes and then uh, we would teach you a listing presentation and you would go over and give that listing presentation and some of those people would say yes and then uh, – You'd list those, um, and then some of them, you know, would sell, and that's that's how it works. So, can you imagine coming in here, sitting in one of those cubicles at nine a.m., cold calling up and down the street, asking people if they want to sell their house for eight hours a day? And most people would say, "Oh no, I would never do that." And of course, they came not knowing it was going to be about real estate or anything. So, uh, But a small percentage of them would say, absolutely, I would do that. We would send those people to real estate school and all of them would become top producers literally with no exceptions. So um, that's, that's what the seller job is like. But you know, the reason that, that uh, people gravitate towards buyers in the real estate industry is, is a couple of them. One of them is that's how people think. They think, oh, you give us leads, we show buyers, you know, everything is every, – every ad on TV uh, tends to be buyer – if you look at any realtor website, it says search for homes is the very first thing. They have that IDX thing. Um, it, it doesn't say uh, uh, let me show you how to make the buyer grossly overpay for your home. It says, let us show you how to find the perfect home. So it's, it's just the buyer-focused industry and, uh, and you know that's okay. But when you get into real estate, because you think that way, you fail if you're statistically you know, 90% of the people fail immediately um, like I did. You know, I got into real estate. I was in a massive amount of failure right off the bat. So – Common sense tells you it's an inventory business. If I, if I had all the listings for sale in my zip code, what percentage of the sales would I participate in? And the answer is 100 percent. It wouldn't matter if I was sick, out of town, on vacation. wouldn't matter. If I had all the listings in my zip code, I would participate in 100 percent of the of the sales. Now, if I had all the buyers uh, in my zip code, I would not participate in 100% of the sales. It doesn't work that way. So working with buyers, while, while that may be your preference, that may be ro- more rewarding to you, personally, it will be if you're equally good at buyers and sellers, you'd probably make half as much money by working with buyers. So the reason agents gravitate towards buyers is it's easier. You don't need a whole lot of skills. Now, at Fearless Agent, we teach you to be a very skillful buyer agent, if that is your preference. We want you to know how to work with buyers, sellers, and investors and be equally proficient in all three. But if you just cared about money and you were going to be equally proficient at all three, sellers is what you would want to focus on because you would make way more money. So, the, the reason Fearless Agent is called Fearless Agent, it is the fear of not knowing what to say when you get there. So if, I, if I'm a new agent or I'm an experienced agent, if I've been in the business for 20 years, 
and I'm not confident what to say. When the eight, when the seller says, Bob, why should I even consider doing business with you? Because I've already talked to the top three agents that advertise all over TV and all that. I've already talked to them. Why should I even consider doing business with you? Every fearless agent would have the exact right answer to that question and not a single other non-fearless agent would have a right answer to that question. So it is the fear of not having the right answer to that question that causes most agents not to get on the phone and prospect because they're afraid somebody will say yes and then they're going to have to to do something. Now, when the buyer says, yeah, I want to work with you, well, almost any agent can figure out what to do. You search the MLS, you take them out, you know. They do that all wrong. We teach them how to do it right, but but it's uh, it takes less skill uh, for sure, less risky situation. There's less rejection, that kind of thing. So when I was uh, fairly new, you know, I, I failed for five years in the real estate industry and then uh, I have the good fortune of meeting Floyd Wickman who ends up being my mentor and you know, I'll be in a month. I'll be hanging out on a yacht with him, having fun. Uh, but he changed my life because he taught me some rules of thumb, better than the material. He used to say the rules of thumb uh, that keep us, you know, keep keep us on the road, out of the ditch, those kind of things. So one one rule of thumb, and please please write this down if you if you don't know it by heart. Never, ever talk price – or excuse me, never, ever talk commission. Never, ever talk commission until they're sold on the price. So obviously on the phone, you're not going to be talking price. So don't blow it and talk commission on the phone. Never, ever talk price until they're sold on the idea of listing their house with you tonight. So – we're not going to talk about anything that we do to get the house sold on the phone. That'll be at the face-to-face listing appointment. So never talk commission till they're sold on the price. Never talk price till they're sold on listing with you tonight. And never talk about you and your company and how great they are until they're sold on the idea of using a realtor. So if the seller is really not sold on using a realtor, it's usually for one of two reasons. One is they're not they're not really a seller. Uh, they're really not going to be selling their house anytime soon. You've met with them way too early. Um, and everybody becomes a seller. Everybody will die and their heirs will sell the house you know, after it's over. But, but right now, they're not a seller. Or so you're giving your listing presentation to somebody who's not going to be signing the listing tonight. That would be crazy. Um, or they're a for sale by owner. So a for sale by owner needs to be sold on the idea of using an agent before you would ever talk about you and your company and do a listing presentation. So once you've done – so we teach you a for sale by owner presentation for that. So once you've gone through the for sale by owner presentation and you get to the end of it and you say, so now that you know the facts um, and the reasons, uh, assuming I'm the world's greatest agent, isn't it a pretty good bet that you'd be better off 
with an agent, I mean, be honest. And they'd say, oh, yeah, we this FISBO crazy for sale by owner idea, that's that's over. We we know we need an agent. Great. OK. And then I'd say, well, let me let me show you how I work. And then we go into the fearless agent listing presentation when they're sold on listing their house with you tonight. Only then would you go into the pricing present, the fearless agent pricing presentation when they're sold on the price or the pricing strategy. Only then would you ever mention the commission after you've estimated their net and how much they're going to get. And if you never violate those standards, you're going to make way, way more money in real estate. So no one ever taught me that. If you go to uh, as a new agent and you sign up with any brand, they are not going to teach you that. If you read all the articles that have ever been written in the National Association of Realtors, Realtor Magazine, no one will have ever taught you that. If you don't learn that from Floyd, my mentor, or you don't learn it from me at Fearless Agent, you are not going to learn that. It's just that simple. So a little thing like that could triple your income. Uh, it could quadruple your income. So very, very important concept, and that's the foundation of of uh, really everything you're going to do from then on in the listing presentation. By the way, when you guys are tuning into the podcast and any of the stuff we talk about makes sense to you, my hope, if if you happen to be earning less selling real estate than you wish you were and you happen to be open to the idea of having some help with that, my hope is that you would call me. You can call me at 480-385-8810 and we will just have a conversation to see if fearless agent coaching might be right for you. If it is, you will get rich. If it's not, we'll just admit that to each other and I'm still happy to help you in many other ways that I can. So don't think you're bothering me. Uh, Please don't email me or text me because sales isn't about email and text. In fact, poverty is about email and text. So call me at 480-385-8810. And go to fearlessagent.com. Watch our webinar there. It's about 45 minutes long. Take a bunch of notes. Go to the speaking page, which is kind of where I sell my speaking gigs. There's another 25-minute video there. Take notes from that um, and go to the video training page. Uh, My guarantee is those free videos would be way, way better coaching than you would pay any other coach in America Uh, any amount of money for. And if you ever have a question, you can always call me because we want to help you for free so that someday you can afford our coaching as soon as possible. So we are here for you at 480-385-8810. Now, in um, my real estate career, you know, uh, my very first listing appointment, uh, I was new. I had... uh, I was a Century 21 agent. So back in those days, they um, uh, in Phoenix, they had like a headquarters for Century 21. So Century 21 back then was number one. They were probably 10 times bigger than number two. And uh, there weren't a whole lot of franchise real estate companies. So Cobalt Banker was not even nationwide. Uh, there was ERA. There was Realty World. 
Um, but there was not that many fran- – franchises were kind of a new thing. Century 21 was the first franchise real estate company, so they kind of had a head start on that. But they had this big training center down in downtown Phoenix, and they would send all the new Century 21 agents to it. So you would go there. You would sit and watch 16-millimeter training movies like this is Walter Cronkite and you were there, you know, that kind of thing. And uh, so they had these uh, movies of, you know, happy agents wearing gold coats with bell-bottom pants and uh, they were, you know, helping out happy buyers and sellers. And uh, uh, so, you know, that was supposed to give us an idea of, you know, here's what the process is like. And they they trained us how to do real estate. So based on that training, I failed miserably. Um, but, you know, they had a thing called floor time. So I was doing floor. Now, floor time is uh, basically in real estate is we're too cheap to hire a receptionist. So tag, you're it, you know. So they they would have us, you know, take shifts. And and this is not uncommon across America even today. It's kind of kind of old fashioned, but it, it, it still happens. So back in those days they would run T V ads during the Super Bowl for Century Twenty One and the ad said uh go to your nearest Century Twenty One office and visit with your neighborhood professional. That was the that was the thing. So the call to action was get in your car and go to your nearest Century Twenty One office. Well, these days they don't do that. They 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 never tell them to go. The Century Twenty One Super Bowl ad says go to Century Twenty One dot com, and they bypass the agents and the owners and the offices altogether. We could argue about whether that's good news or bad news, but occasionally people will call into a real estate office on the office number because it's on the sign or something. And there's a sign call or an ad call. And, you know, so I was that guy doing doing that. So the guy, a guy, calls in and uh, I'm doing floor time. I have no idea what I'm doing and uh, it, as the product of bad training. And he says, hey, uh, I am calling on a house at, uh, you know, 8314 East Cyprus and i said uh i said oh are you uh calling on that uh are you looking to buy a house in that neighborhood and he said no actually i live in that neighborhood down the street and i'm thinking about selling my house and i said well you know i would i would love to talk to you about that and he goes well i'm not really ready right now i said would it be okay with you if i took your name and your address and your uh, phone number and i'll i'll uh send you some information about me. He said, yeah, that that, that would be fine. So uh, I take his information and write down his write down his address and then I send him my Tommy Hopkins thank you note. So Tommy Hopkins, uh, you know, it's funny. I was just watching a movie uh, last night. There's a movie with Will Ferrell in it called Everything Must Go. Have you seen this movie? I have seen that. Movie. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So remember yeah. he was a sales guy? Yeah. So he's... He's sitting there and he has a stack of books in his little garage sale and on the top of it was Tommy Hopkins' book. And uh, Tommy Hopkins I, – I bump into Tommy Hopkins every now and then because he lives by me at, uh-huh. in a, like a Mexican food restaurant by my house and I've spoken at an event that he spoke at. And, but um, 
so I he had these little thank you notes that he would write for all occasions. So kind of my all-purpose thank you notes. So I I wrote this guy a note and said, thank you for your time on the telephone. Uh, in today's business world, time is precious. You can always be always rest assured that I will be respectful of the time you invest as we discuss the possibility of a mutually beneficial business opportunity. Sincerely, Bob. So I've written about a, a billion of those since then. But uh, so I put two of my business cards, one to throw away, one to keep, and because um, they taught me to do that at Century Twenty One, and then I sent that to his house, and then you know, of course, I'm I'm going to follow up with him. So do I follow up with him? Of course not. I'm in real estate, but he follows up with me. So he calls me back and says, "Hey, Bob, uh, I just want you to." to know I really appreciate you sending me the card and uh, we would like to meet with you. So um, I I said, okay, great. Well, let's uh, – when when should we do it? And he goes, well, can you come over at 7 p.m. tomorrow night? And I said, uh, well, what do you know? My schedule's wide open at that point. Yeah, I, I can do that. And he goes, okay. And I said, let me get your wife's name and, and everything. And then I, then I hang up the phone. So now – What's the first thing I do? I poop in my pants, right? I, I, and after that's cleaned up, I, I'm panicking. I go, I don't know what to say. I have no idea. Now, I watched those movies and that training, and and they had given me this little stand-up flip chart. And then that little stand-up flip chart, it had like pictures of happy multi-ethnic people. It looked like a college uh, you know, catalog and uh, having fun selling and buying houses. And I'm looking at those – uh, images, and I'm saying, okay, I have to think up the words to say to go with these images, and they've put them in some order, you know. And uh, and then I thought, okay, so that's what I'm going to do. Well, I realized that now three weeks earlier, I was a professional photographer. I was not in real estate. So I was I was the guy they would send out to take those pictures of the happy people hugging in front of houses and sold signs. And I, I thought about that. I said, you know, what happens when they hire the photographer to take these pictures is they have a set of words. And they hire the photographer to take a picture that matches the words. And I was about to do it backwards. I was about to pick words that go with that picture. So I just scrapped that. I just said, okay, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to write down what I want to talk about when I get there. And, you know, I, I think if, if I have a superpower in life, and, and you're going to be shocked <laughs> that I have one, <laughs> I know what your superpower is facial hair, isn't it? That's all I have. That's all you need. Yeah, once it's you a hobby. Like That's the only thing. ZZ I'm... Top, you're yeah. fine. So, but my superpower is giving presentations, designing presentations. That to is get. shocking. It I would have is... never guessed. <laughs> Listening to this crap, you'd never know it. That's for sure. So, I I was good, and I did that in my photography business a little bit, and I did it in some other sales businesses I was in, which was retail, basically. But, you know, you find yourself saying the same thing over and over again in the same situation. Well, I had never been in this situation before, so I really didn't know what to say. So I'm just kind of starting from scratch. So I take a legal pad out and I just wrote down what is it that I definitely do not want to talk about, Okay, This is where I don't want the conversation to go, 
where I did not want the conversation to go is to how many years of experience I have in real estate. That is out. I don't want to talk about that. How many listings have I sold? Uh, how many awards have I won in real estate? I don't, I don't want to talk about that. And I knew that my competitors, if I had any, they were going to talk about those things. They were going to talk about how long they've been in real estate. They were going to talk about all the awards they've won and all this stuff. So that's what I don't want to talk about. Now, what do I want to talk about? Well, I want to talk about Century 21 because it was the most famous brand. So that would be a good thing to talk about. So I just wrote down C21. And then I tore off that piece of paper. That sounds like this. See that? See what we do on radio? That's the beauty of radio, isn't it? Gives a nice little texture, a little color to the uh, program. Oh, that was my first draft. I did set that. Okay. So I wrote down Century 21, peeled off a sheet. And then the company I worked for back then was called Century 21 Bliss. And uh, it happened to be the number one Century 21 in Arizona. So I wrote down Century 21 Bliss. And then I tore that piece of paper off. And then I, then I thought, okay, uh, I just went to real estate school and they taught me all about real estate contracts. So I know a little bit about that. So I wrote that down and then tore that piece of paper off. And then I thought, okay, um, marketing, they're going to want to talk about that. So I'll, I'll talk a little bit about that. And then, then I just, um, you know, arranged them in what I thought would be a logical order. And then I wrote and memorized a paragraph. So, um, so I do that, and then um, I have it memorized. So I'm not going to have flop sweat and choke when I get there. And then I take. Uh, the pictures from that book and using a technology called cut and paste, which was scissors and glue and construction paper, I cobbled together a three-ring binder with the pictures that illustrated those paragraphs in the order I thought they should go in. And then, uh, you know, that was kind of the genesis of the fearless agent listing presentation, which is quite a bit different now. But there are some elements of that that are really still there. So, I uh, didn't want to talk – one element that's still there is I don't want to talk about anything that I know my competitor would be talking about. I do want to talk about the things I know they won't be talking about. And, uh, and then I go on the listing presentation. I'm wearing a suit. I look, look uh, professional. I show up. I do my listing presentation and then uh, – uh, at the end of it, and then I do the pricing, you know, afterwards, you know, showed him my little CMA that I had done, which was done incorrectly and stupidly, but I showed it to him anyway. And then uh, I gave him the close, which I would never recommend anybody use. I said, so uh, what do you think? <laughs> and he goes, yeah, okay, let's do it. I go, do what? He goes, list the house. I go, oh, Really? Okay. Well, then I reach in, I pull out the paperwork, and I do all the paperwork. I get the listing. So before I went, I forgot to mention this. The guy on the phone when I was booking the appointment, he says, hey, before before you come over tomorrow night, Bob, he says, I just want you to know I've already met with – and he named two agents. 
and they were the two most famous agents in town. And one of them was actually an acquaintance of mine that owned his own real estate company. So um, I said, oh, crap, there's no way I'm getting the list. So I knew I wasn't going to get the listing. Then I go, I do this in the right order or what I thought was the right order. And then I end up – I do get the listing. And then as I'm walking out, I said, uh, let, me, let me ask you something. I said, I know you met with – so-and-so and so-and-so, and, so and, so. and uh, uh, you chose me, and I appreciate that very much. But uh, I was just curious. Why did you choose me instead of them? And he said, oh, that's easy. You had the book. He goes, they were just winging it. I go, oh, well, thank you for that. That's, that's nice. He goes, you were way more professional. I go, wow, that's interesting. So uh, in the next episode of Fearless Agent, we're going to be talking out about how to be way more professional. By the way, it wasn't the book. It was the words. The book was just there as a crutch to remind me what words to say. But they went in there and bragged about how long they'd been in the business. They bragged about their brand. They bragged about their stats, how many houses they had sold. I did none of that, and I kicked their butt, and I did charge 7 percent, and I know they didn't. And uh, so there's some lessons there. We're going to talk about those next week. But once again, I want to thank all of you for joining us today. Please do visit us at fearlessagent.com. You can call me directly at 480-385-8810. If you happen to be a real estate company owner and you're recruiting fewer producing agents than you wish you were and you'd like help with that, uh, you can go to fearlessagentrecruiting.com, watch that video, and then call me you'll know uh, it'll be a good fit for you if you watch that video. And until next week, do what we always do. Always have fun, because if it ain't fun, we're not doing it. Always be humble now that you have our newfound fearless agent skills. But above all, be fearless. Thanks, gang. Thanks, gang.